this week on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. We're going to take a look at the MLB playoffs, preview those games a little bit, and reflect on last week's NFL action and look forward to this weekend's. Welcome to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. I'm your host, Andy Loveland, and here with me as always is my co-host, Jack Crum. How's it going today? Andy, it's going great. A um, little bit disappointed uh, my Lions lost, but I got to say, um, this is probably the happiest I've been after a uh, Sunday loss in a while. So, Yeah, I, I want to dive more into that a little bit later when we yeah. get more into the NFL action, but I thought I was there. I thought that was a good, I thought it was a good loss if there is a such thing. It was it was definitely a good loss. And like you said, we'll touch on a little bit later, but um I'm I'm starting to believe in this team a little bit more every single time they take the field. So hopefully that continues. For sure. All right. So let's look at the MLB postseason. Uh we have wild card games starting today, actually. Brewers Nationals. So we're recording it on Tuesday. Brewers Nationals is tonight and then Rays Athletics is tomorrow. Who do you like meeting in the World Series here this year? Well, it's it's hard to argue against the Astros and Dodgers. I mean, according to ESPN, they both have, um, or the Astros have a 33% chance to make it there. Uh, Dodgers have a 26% chance. Um, obviously, both those teams loaded and, you know, both have experience in that arena as far as those deep playoff runs. Um, but also, I wouldn't sleep on the Yankees either. I mean, they have a very talented lineup, a very young lineup, but uh, I mean, you can never really sleep on the Yankees. Yeah, I, I feel Yankees, Dodgers in my gut, but I mean, pitching for the Astros makes me think Astros, Dodgers probably. But what an exciting time for New York baseball right now! Pete Alonso <laughs> breaks the rookie home run record set by the Yankees' own Aaron Judge just a few years ago. We could possibly see next season and the next couple of years after that where both the Mets and the Yankees yeah. are actually competitive at the same time, and that would be something we haven't seen in a while. For as much bad luck as New Yorkers have with almost every other sport, they are so spoiled when it comes to baseball. I mean, maybe not so much the Mets, but like the Yankees, just consistently good since like the 20s. I swear it's every single year they're in contention. Yeah. And that's just nuts. And then as far as the Astros go, I mean, it kind of depends on uh, if if must-see uh, JV, you know, Justin Verlander, if he shows up, I think I think it's going to be hard for them to uh, yeah. to be beaten. For sure. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes throughout, and I'm interested to watch these two wildcard games. I mean, no, no Christian Yelich for Milwaukee. That's yeah. unfortunate. Crazy that they still even, qual- like, made the playoffs, but – yeah, they they apparently have a one percent chance to uh, to win it all. Yeah, so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my money on that today. <laughs> but all right, moving forward into some NFL action. Let's. We both were in attendance in Detroit. We were, we were. What What are some of your takeaways from that? Um, so I made a couple actually walking to my car after the game. I'm gonna cut out all the bad language because I don't want to. I was pretty heated after it. Um, so I'll just I'll list off a couple and you can tell me what you think. So first of all, I think Matthew Stafford outplayed Patrick Mahomes and that, or at least that game. And I think easily right now he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think it's hard to argue against his stats. He's been playing great lately, limited mistakes. Um, the next thing I said was uh, refs suck, just that and then period. Um, 
So I think you know what I'm talking about there. The Lions got a little bit hosed on some of those calls. Um, carry on is looking to be uh, uh, carry on and the offensive line actually are looking a lot more comfortable in that new offense of Daryl Bevels. Um, offensive line is really turning into something special. Uh, Frank Ragnow is rated the number one run blocking center in the league. Uh, Graham Glasgow is the number two rated um, run blocker in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, and then just like some some things that really need to improve going into this bye week, uh, the defensive line has got to get some pressure. They're looking really weak without Deshaun Hand and Mike Daniels to hold down that middle. Um, and then they they really need this bye in that long week after because they are they are seriously hurt right now. I mean, TJ Hawkinson needs to come back. He got hurt that game. Stafford needs to heal up. But overall, I mean, a lot of positives. I mean, Patricia looks to be in charge of the locker room. His guys seem to love him. And I'm just hoping that the fans are starting to buy in a little bit more. I mean, you know firsthand, man, Ford Field was rocking that game. Yeah, it, it was crazy a lot in there, especially towards the end there when right before Mahomes got the little QB draw type action for the first down. But, yeah, I think it – that game, I mean, Stafford was really good. Three touchdowns, 291 yards. Uh, Mahomes, no touchdowns, but 315 yards and 54 more on the ground. So I I have a hard time picking between either of those two performances because at the end of the day, Mahomes did enough. Yeah, they both to, played great. Yeah, they both played great. Uh, top five quarterback as far as Stafford goes, I, I don't know. I'd have to get – a full list in front of me to make sure. Yeah, because you got to remember it de- there's a lot of injuries too. Yeah, and I think it depends too what your like top five this year, top five going in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all those kinds of ins and outs. But I, he, for me, he's definitely up there in the upper echelon of quarterbacks, especially yeah. arm talent wise. I mean, arm talent wise, he might be top two or three. That throw, like as far as four defenders, just how far he can nuts. chuck it. But yeah, so I think for the Lions, it kind of proved like. This is a legit team. We'll see. They've got it's, it's still a tough division. I mean, you've got a lot of good teams. We'll see what happens with Minnesota. I mean, Adam Thielen basically ripping into Kirk Cousins today. I saw that. Yeah. Like very thinly veiled. He didn't say Cousins sucks, but he said everything else but Cousins yeah. sucks. So we'll see how that plays out. Locker room dynamics because uh, that could Stephon either- Diggs too. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even see he, Diggs uh, on his Instagram. He's just started like putting like weird stuff on his stories, like emojis and stuff, like saying like goodbye to the fans and Yikes. stuff like that. So yeah, Minnesota is in a little bit. Yeah, of peril so right now. I think that takes maybe one team kind of out of the way, unless they, unless miraculously they kind of turn things yeah. around. It, it's interesting, like that Cousins was supposed to be the answer, and then now he might be the whole demise of the whole thing. The Packers, we'll see what they've. God, I think the thing is, like, so the Eagles' loss, like, to the Lions, I think, looks better because the Lions barely lost to the Chiefs. It, like, it kind of almost legitimizes the Eagles. Yeah. So now that, but then the Eagles beat the Pack. Like, it, you've got this whole, whole kind chain, of. Yeah. And I think on the NFL in general, I think you've almost got, like, especially in the AFC, you've got the Chiefs, the Patriots, and then you've got, like, the next handful of teams, and you're like, which one of those is the third? And I think it's similar to the NFC where I think I like the Rams. I think I really like the Cowboys. The rest of those teams, I, I, I would have a hard time saying we, every week this team is yeah. better than this team. It's week to week. It's The Lions could beat the Packers, and I would believe it. The Packers yeah. could beat the Lions. The You know, the Bears could be all – You know, it's just – it's tough to call this yeah. year, it feels it, like. If one thing's for sure, we're going to find out a lot about a lot of these teams 
during like because we're just getting into like the meat, if you will, yeah. of the NFL season. Because weeks, if you if you really look at it, weeks four through like eleven, yeah. that's where teams are like legitimized as contenders, yeah. pretenders, or just like straight to the bottom. Yeah, I mean, um, we're still only, like you said, a quarter of the way into the season, so we yeah. don't get know a ton, but now we're getting to the point where you need to start knowing because, like, this it's, is it for you. Yeah. Like, this is go time. 0-2, you can come back from 1-6, you know, 1-5, 2-5. Like, yeah. we've got a lot of 2-2, two 2-1-1 and two, two and one, one teams, so we'll see how those teams separate over the next couple weeks will be really interesting to see. Um, so I got a couple things outside the Lions I was just thinking of. Um, I'm going to bounce a couple off of you, all right? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, so how about this? Gardner Minshew is the future in Jacksonville. Do you buy or sell that um, four weeks we'll, in? Four weeks in, I think it's hard to – the future, I think I buy overall the future. I think they drafted him. They really like him. It's hard after four weeks to completely say, like, this kid's going to be – yeah, stellar. But I think what you've seen, you have to like him. There's a chance Nick Foles plays when he gets back, and maybe, maybe you sit Minshew or if he struggles. But I think you kind of confidently go into the next year or the year after that with Minshew yeah. in mind. I mean, and what do you do if he's playing really good? I mean, there's not that much of an outside chance he wins Rookie of the Year performing the way he is. I mean, yeah. especially like if the Jaguars somehow make the playoffs, could you give it to anyone else? I mean, I honestly, no, especially if he keeps putting up the kind of stats that he yeah. is. I mean, and he just – he fits Jacksonville just so very well. Yeah. Just such, like, a quirky kind of guy. And only the Jaguars could replace one, like, meme quarterback like Blake Bortles with another one the, the yeah. very next year with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I think at least, though, Minshew is producing on the field along yeah. with the off-field memes. So whereas like <laughs> Bortles was pretty much just an off-field just off game. season. Like, I mean, you could argue that Jacksonville Jaguars should have won a Super Bowl yeah. two or three years ago, and instead they just come of the way because Blake Bortles is yeah. Blake Bortles. Keeping up with the uh, future quarterback theme, just one week with Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans, do you buy that he is going to be the Saints' next quarterback when Drew Brees inevitably hangs it up? I don't think I buy it all the way. I I like Bridgewater. I think he was onto something before he got hurt in Minnesota. I don't know how great he was going to yeah. be, but I and I don't even know like when is Drew Brees going to retire and all that stuff. But let's say Brees retires next season and the Saints don't have as good a season as they think they're going to. You're looking at the top of that draft and there's and some names, Trevor Lawrence is up. Like, you, you're telling me that if the Saints have a top five pick and they're they've got Teddy Bridgewater sitting in the quarterback room, but you could go get one of those, yeah, one of those, one of those shiny top tier Trevor Lawrence type guys that you you don't think they jump on it. And I, it's I find it hard to believe that Teddy Bridgewater is their guy long term. Yeah. All right. How about this? The Cowboys played the worst strength of schedule over their first four weeks or three weeks. Excuse me. Um, are the Cowboys overrated? Yes or no? I'm gonna say no. I'm still high on the Cowboys. I think Dak is a little overrated, but you still got Ezekiel Elliott. He doesn't necessarily have the monster performances every week like Saquon does, or he's consistently just one of the best top two, three rushers in the league. I think that allows Dak to do some very basic game managing type stuff, and I think that defense is still pretty good. So 
we'll see where they end up. I don't the NFC I think has some figuring out to do as far as like I think going into the season you think Rams are overwhelming favorite and now there's some variation of you know are the Saints now like so talented outside of Drew Brees that they're still a top 2 team without Brees playing. I, we'll see what we'll see what happens, but I don't think they're overrated per se. So sticking with the Dallas theme here, do you believe that Dak Prescott's worth paying, especially with the other guys that the Cowboys are going to have to dish out money for? I mean, the bills are starting to pile up in Jerry world. Yeah, so I th- if you're Jerry, I think you've got to, I think you have to pay Dak Prescott. The problem with Prescott is I think he's not ever going to elevate you to the level consistently to the next level I think we can see it we've seen it earlier this season it gets especially it's weaker competition so there's not we're not going to put a ton of stock into it but there are games every year where it feels like Dak Prescott has a game where you're like that's elite level quarterback type stuff so I think if you're Jerry Jones and you're looking at the draft like yeah there's some good players available but you're not going to draft someone and instantly know like this is what they can do and you're Jerry Jones you don't know how many more drafts you're yeah. going to be around for. You might as well just put as much money into this thing as you can. You've got a top two running back. You've got a serviceable quarterback. You've got, you know, Amari Cooper. You've got one of the best offensive lines. You've got a young, growing defense. I think I think now would be a bad time to say, hey, we're going to get a new quarterback. And if I'm a player – I see what Dak's done. He hasn't complained about his deal. He hasn't done any of the other holdout type stuff that some of the other players have done. If Jerry Jones isn't going to reward that with any kind of contract, why do I want, like, what's my incentive? Exactly, then? yeah. Yeah, I know. They're going to want to finish off that deal before uh, Mahomes gets paid, that's for sure. Otherwise, they're going to be dishing out a lot more than is needed. Um, all right, how about this one? This is kind of an odd one because I feel like the question is obvious, but the more that you kind of look into it, so who needs Tua Tagovailoa more, the Dolphins or the field? Um, the field being the other 31 teams. I think it depends on what you think of Josh Rosen and mm-hmm. what Flores thinks of Josh Rosen. I am high on Josh Rosen still. I'm, I'm buying everyone's Josh Rosen stock, just waiting for the day when I can cash it in as, you know, he's a top 15 quarterback or whatever. But, I mean, the problem with the Dolphins is the way that they've gone about this process, basically selling everything, whereas, like, a lot of people, and, like, we've done it here where we you point to the Browns as somebody who tanked. The Browns just sold their draft picks. Like, they were like, hey, you could get Carson Wentz. We'll, you know – if you take out a mortgage on your next 10 drafts, we'll, we'll <laughs> gladly give you the opportunity to get them. And teams are doing it. It doesn't matter who you put behind that line. Yeah. Like you could put Tom Brady, you could put Aaron Rodgers, you could put Pat Mahomes behind the Miami Dolphins line with those weapons, with those running backs, with that defense. And I don't know if it would matter. So they need a quarterback, probably. They need linemen they need a yeah. running back they need like they just they need so much i don't think it'll matter whether they get two or not all right how about this one we're gonna move into the division a little bit chase daniels or mitch trubitsky moving forward for chicago um i'd say daniel as far as you can go they've got an unfortunate decision coming up on trubisky here in a little bit <laughs> i don't know what you do there because i I don't think the Bears are going to have a high enough draft pick to truly replace him unless you can sneak 
like into the mid, you know, kind of like what Reed did with Mahomes, yeah. where get ten, get to the tenth pick and get somebody who you're really high on, who your intel tells you is going to be amazing. But I don't know. I think we're going to see the same the Bears in the same limbo that we see like the Bucks and the Titans in, where it's like we still don't know what this guy yeah, is what supposedly. I mean, we kind of now know who Mariota and Winston are. We're just, if you're the team that drafted him, you're kind of yeah. holding out hope like this guy is going to be what we drafted someday. So speaking of Jameis, did he find his magic in a contract year? He no. He had a great performance last week. He's working with Bruce Arians. No, he no. didn't. No, Jameis is, Jameis is who Jameis has always been. <laughs> I mean, he he has games like that where, like, He'll let's just see. go off just randomly. Yeah, I'm trying to find what his official stats are, but. We know he can do that. Like so, yeah, he had four touchdowns, three hundred eighty-five yards. You know, one interception. We know yeah. he can do. It. We can. We know he could. He could throw for five hundred yards, six touchdowns, and I'd be like, "Yep, like that's very possible with Jameis." <laughs> but the very next game, he could go out and throw yeah. six interceptions and ten yards. Like you just with Jameis, He's you're so never bipolar. going. Just you're never going yeah. to to like get. I don't think consistent low interception numbers. And unfortunately, that's where the NFL is. Like, we don't want interceptions. Like, back in the day, Brett Favre was kind of doing the same thing. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We're not going to let someone do that anymore. Exactly. All right. How about this? Vontez Burfecht of the uh, Raiders faces a 16 game suspension for his hit on uh, Colts tight end Jack Doyle. What are your general thoughts on that? Does he deserve to be suspended for the hit that he put on Doyle? Yeah, I think it it looks bad. I think he, the reason it's justified. This isn't his first time. <laughs> this isn't you know a complete accident. I don't think. And we're not even talking. This is how many times now in the NFL. But there were problems when he was at Arizona State where he was doing this type of stuff. So like we've seen this for eight years now, where Perfect is involved in these plays, and yeah. it's always an accident. But you're like, well, how many times can it be an accident? Exactly. At some like, point, the the signs point. Like you just, know. you know, I mean, ever all the defensive players in the NFL are, you know, kind of saying like, hey, like it's hard to make a play without getting flagged. But he seems to be the only one that can't adjust, like at all. Yeah. Like, and he's even going to another level where you're seeing like, you know, some of the ESPN guys who are former defensive players saying like. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, that's not just you couldn't adjust. That's just you were headhunting it. Yeah. I, I think for most players that hit, it would be a suspension, but it wouldn't yeah. be that long. But yeah, major you're fine. right. Yeah. Just because of his track history, just because of what he's done, you know, twisting ankles and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Oh, the, the Antonio yeah. Brown hit. It's just, yeah, the list goes on and on. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's justified for sure. And then my final one here, um, is this the best Patriots team that Bill Belichick has had. They have the number one defense. They're number one in sacks. They're number one in takeaways. And on top of that, they have Tom Brady. I think it's... No. You don't think so? No, I think it's good. I think their defense is a little overstated. It's definitely the... It might be the best Belichick defense he's ever had. But if you told me, like, hey, craft a team right now, you can pick one defensive unit, I think I'd still rather have... Khalil Mack and the boys versus, you know, yeah. the Patriots defense. I, like, they've been good, but the Patriots have shut down. But when you're looking at, like, 
Chicago is scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Like they're like that stuff's just crazy. So and I think it's hard to to bet against two thousand seven for the Patriots. I mean Yeah, that team was I yeah. mean, that team was one Eli Manning magical moment away from being, yeah. you know, football immortalized as nineteen and zero. I mean Yeah, the only team ever that would have been yeah. nineteen and zero. But yeah, that's all I got. Um Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a good question. It's we'll see as the year goes on too. I mean I don't know if we'll ever get a true answer on the Patriots until yeah. the playoffs because their schedule is absolutely weak. I mean, that division. But so we were talking a little bit before about the uh, quarterback classes. Yeah. Last couple of years. Um, I mean, you want to start with what 2016? Um. Yeah. So I have 17 pulled up. 17. All right. right I got now. 16. So. All right. Who's give me who's in 16. So right now, playing right now currently in the NFL, you got uh, Jared Goff for the Rams who went number one that draft. You got Carson Wentz. Uh, he came out of North Dakota State. He's for the uh, Eagles. He went number two. And then Paxton Lynch, <laughs> he went to Denver um, later in the draft. And then just the next memorable name on this list is uh, Dak Prescott went in the fourth round. And then Jacoby Brissett, who was drafted by the Patriots in the uh, fifth round. And outside of that, I mean – Unless you want me to mention Christian Hackenberg, I, no. That's I mean, and that's a pretty solid was, uh, draft class. Paxton Lynch was from Memphis, right? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was it, he was the quarterback who afterwards Jerry Jones said that's who they were gunning for, yeah. right? So like Dak Prescott is the biggest <laughs> swing and miss like Jerry's ever had. Yeah. He, like he misses on Paxton Lynch, so he just grabs Dak and it ends up working really well for him. I do we know what Jared Goff is like? <laughs> I, I don't think anyone knows what Jared Goff is, to be completely honest. I mean, that guy is just – he's just so up and down because last year prior to the Lions game, he had like 55 touchdowns with, with Sean McVay, only 13 receptions. And since the Lions game in the 14 games – or is it 14? I think it might be less than that, maybe like 12 or 13. But he's had like 12 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. You know, completion percentage is down by 4%. Um, it's maybe it's just like people are figuring out, but I still think Jared Goff is a glorified, you know, game manager. To be completely honest, and I mean, I think Carson Wentz in, of that class. I mean, I think Carson Wentz is still pretty good, but I still wouldn't put him as elite. I mean, he hasn't really yeah. done much, especially this year. I, so I like Wentz. I like I Wentz too. I like him a lot. I just Goff don't think. Unless you're on, and I, I get the point you're making about the Lions. Yeah. But I also think like that was one of the last games where before Todd Gurley just mysteriously went down, and we still don't know what's wrong. Yeah. Like Todd Gurley, like he doesn't look like early last season Todd Gurley. Yeah, lucky still, me. I drafted him in fantasy. Yeah, I th- I thought he was gonna bounce back. He just that's that's an unfortunate one. Yeah, like he he was really good. For a while, and now it's so. We'll see what golf is. I don't. I don't understand the extension. That was a lot of money I, for I a guy who, like, again, maybe it's just one of those things where it's like you have to do it because you have to match if you the market, yeah. well, and if you don't give your guy the extension, like, how do you get guys at other positions who you might deem valuable to stay when yeah. it's like you're not supportive? So I think it's tough. It's a tough situation because the. You know, the Madden GM in you is yeah. just like literally trade that guy for anyone else. 
and just draft a quarterback or yeah. take Josh Rosen? You know, yeah, can yeah. we do a Rosen for golf swap? Like, I don't care. But the when you're dealing with people, like you can't the relationships you can't buy. Yeah. So it's tough to see what's happening inside that building. I mean, Brissett's a funny name too. Like yeah. in that fifth round. I mean, you're th- talking about a quarterback room in New England. There's Tom Brady, Jacoby Brissett, and Jimmy Garoppolo. That was, oh my! The, and for most games, Brissett wouldn't even dress. He's a, now yeah. a starting quarterback and third in the and, NFL and in good, passing touchdowns. A good starting quarterback. Yeah. Like it's yeah. I mean yeah. It's a pretty solid class. Does what? anyone have a better eye for late round quarterback talent than Bill Belichick oh, no, at this man. point? I mean. And look who he got now. I mean, he got that one guy from yeah, uh, Stidham. From yeah, I got Jared Stidham from uh, Auburn. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, if, like, if in five years Jared Stidham is you know starting for the, the Oakland Raiders, you know he's like five touchdowns a game. Yeah. Tom Brady is still out there. Two hundred, two hundred one <laughs> yards, him one out touchdown. In the <laughs> yeah, the, it's like it's robots playing. We're yeah. just Tom Brady and Frank Gore. Yeah. So so comparing two thousand sixteen. Let's compare 2017. What you got from that class as far as quarterbacks? Uh, so we we touched on Trubisky a little bit. Yeah. I think that's a tough – I didn't love Trubisky coming out. I think it's going to be a tough decision for Chicago because you've got maybe an all-time defense here and an offense that can't move the ball. And I think Chase Daniel might help them because yeah. now they don't feel the pressure to make Chase Daniel produce. It's like just throw five-yard in routes to your – to Taylor Gabriel Just don't and, lose. and let these running backs yeah. do what they're going to do. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I like Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to be good. I was looking at some stuff earlier today where he's just – he holds on to the ball, and I think some of the sacks are his fault because he's just – he's got the ball forever in the pocket. And I think he's, an, he's a quarterback that we could see potentially have a similar career arc to like Andrew Luck where it's like really good player, yeah. but you can't get – just destroyed like that 16 games a year every year and not have yeah and have some kind of like wear and tear yeah and they try they tried to kind of like like help him out you know yeah. to, to trade earlier this year um for uh who was it, it was from miami tunsil. it was tunsil yeah yep. and uh i mean they tried to assess it but it hasn't really yeah, looked I, like it's worked so like far. Like I said, I so. think some of that is him because part of his style is moving around yeah. the pocket and outside of it, and always kind of like he's he's similar to Rodgers, where Rodgers takes a lot of sacks he doesn't need to because he's waiting for the play until the very last second. Like he's not yeah. going to just get rid of, give up on a play. And Watson's the same way. And sometimes it's a sack, other times it's you know fifty yard touchdown exactly. down the field to nuke. So. Uh, Mahomes, we don't even need to get into. The, he's about to get the largest contract in the history of the NFL and next God summer. God help the Chiefs. Hopefully, they got their checks or their uh, checkbooks out. I mean, oh, I'm I'm sure the only thing preventing the Chiefs from having their checkbook out now is that there's. I'm sure there's a certain point they have to wait to mm-hmm. before he signs that dotted line. Well, he he probably wants he wants Dak to sign. I mean, he wants all these other guys to sign I, first. Honestly, don't know if it'll matter. You don't think so? No, I think I think there's I think. 200 is yeah is in play yeah i don't think it's anything less because if i'm a homes like a lot of the other positions running backs especially hold out if i'm a homes i'll collect my check from nike and i'll play on your terrible rookie deal for the last two years if you don't extend me and then i'll go somewhere else <laughs> and get 250 million at that point oh, so man. i don't think the Can chiefs have a, i don't think the chiefs have a choice but to next summer just say like Here's the most we can give you and still have a team. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm trying to see who else was 
Deshaun Kaiser was 2017. That was atrocious. I don't know what he did in his Brown season. That was good <laughs> enough to warrant treat like Demarius Randall for Deshaun Kaiser. That that's a steal. That has to be like the like most lopsided oh, trade yeah. the Browns have ever done in their favor. Oh yeah. Well, Randall's a stud. I mean, yeah. Like a, a true up and coming cornerback, and then yeah, you got well, Deshaun Kaiser now. isn't even on so it. They weren't. Yeah, they were playing him at corner, and he was like, "Hey, I'm better at safety." And then John Dorsey brings him in, and they're like, "Hey, you are better at safety." I love John like, Dorsey. Man. Yeah, oh, football genius. I own everything. <laughs> uh, so move ahead. We'll do last year's class. Yeah. So there's still obviously jury still out. We get, look at a guy like Baker Mayfield set the rookie record for touchdowns last year. Struggled early. Last week looked better, and I think there's no coincidence that Nick Chubb ran for hundreds he, of yards. He and needs three a touchdowns. run game for sure, but like, most people do. Like I don't. Yeah, I've not understood why for two years the Browns have had Nick Chubb like kind of just constantly waiting in the back pocket. Yeah. Like we'll use him when we have to, and it's like he's no, you, he's a you bona fide using starter him every yeah. time. Like. Nick Chubb should be the game plan, and then it's like, oh, we're gonna pass now. Look what we've yeah. got now. Like, yeah, the the only person in the NFL that can keep a game close without having a run game is is Matthew Stafford. I feel like, yeah, I mean, right. but yeah, you look no. at like Belichick. They never have a run game. Yeah, it's like always short just, passes and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just Nick yeah. Chubb's a bona fide star. Like, oh, yeah, I, like I, you said, I think he helps Baker Mayfield. I think Mayfield can be an elite type quarterback but i think with a run game mm-hmm. that helps him because oh, now you sure. can't just pass rush on him um sam darnold we don't know mr mono himself yeah I mean. we haven't seen him in like last season he had really good ups and downs i thought he was going to be one of the better quarterbacks i liked rosen more than Dar- darnold when he was coming out yeah but i still thought he could be a good quarterback and i still think he no, I, I we think just for haven't. Sure. He's we, got the talent. We just haven't seen. Yeah, him. Yeah, we haven't like, seen him in a couple of weeks, yeah. so we'll see. I. It's almost probably a good thing for him though, because this offensive yeah, line isn't very good. This team is so like maybe they'll get some offensive line help, and yeah. then like next year we'll be like, oh, honestly, look I what Le'Veon yeah. Bell and Sam Darnold can do when exactly. like one person's blocking. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him out for longer than is needed because I think that they're looking at this season right now, and it's already kind of a lost cause. Well, and it's a lost cause, and it's like so, like why throw your young quarterback? Well, and you're talking about like with like the spleen and stuff like that, where like that could be career ending if it goes south. So you might as really well just if if we're not gonna win anyway, we might as well just keep him on the sideline. And then yeah, until we that draft pick, and then just load up next year, draft the top available lineman from Notre Dame. Yeah, whoever Tommy Kramer <laughs> draft Tommy Kramer, but um, Josh Allen, yeah, Josh, to Josh Allen, man, Wyoming, why or my Wyoming? He's me, a cowboy. he's a confusing one. He he fits Buffalo <laughs> so well. Yeah, Just but I st- general style. I still don't know if he'll be. I think worst case he'll be that kind of guy who's just like, like he isn't like great, but then again he isn't like. Like the the Bills won't ever regret drafting him, you know. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, there's still we'll still need to see a couple more years. That's where true. We've seen it more in the last handful of years where you get to the fourth or fifth year of that player's contract. You know, we're seeing it with Jameis and Mariota. We saw it with Bortles where you just don't know. So you're like, all right, we're we're gonna let this play out yeah. and see if there's anything better. Josh Rosen just 
the absolute We're worst. We're both believers in si- him. Yeah, yeah, like worst situation of all time. Like I'm, like I said, I'm buying all the Rosen like- stock. Yeah, he went to Arizona, and unfortunately for him, the coach that they hired is on record as saying like Kyler Murray is the absolute <laughs> number one pick in the NFL. You know, <laughs> ten months before he had a job in the NFL. Yeah. Three, you know, only three months before he got fired from the job he held at the time. Like, so uh, we'll see. I don't think we might never know what Josh yeah. Rosen is going to be because he could. He could like, be the biggest what if. Yeah, from there's the last couple. He could just be classes. damaged goods yeah. by the time he gets anywhere. I think almost kind of like Jay Cutler, where it's like yeah. Cutler had a terrible attitude, but. There was some stuff that happened when McDaniel's got to Denver that clearly, like, by the time it McDaniel's him big time. yeah, and by the time McDaniel's got there, everyone who had wanted to draft him was gone now, and then yeah. McDaniel's would drive to Tebow, <laughs> like, like, yeah, he's he's next in line for New England's job too. So yeah, supposedly let's hope Belichick knocked the nonsense yeah, out be, of him. If Belichick and uh, Brady ever retire, yeah, and then obviously last pick in the first round, you got Lamar Jackson. Who, oh yeah. Wasn't as shiny against Cleveland last week. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big game for that division because if if Baltimore wins that, you almost the questions start to creep in. Like Cleveland's one and three. Yeah. Like, did we overhype this team? And now it's even, and so now we're yeah. just now instead of questions about Cleveland, now there's questions about both teams. Like, which one of these yeah. teams going to win the coin flip? I, but I, Jackson's been yeah. impressive this year. Oh yeah, and I think with with Baltimore and Cleveland, I think. I don't think either of them were like overhyped per se. I just think that they're not going to be like like twelve or thirteen win teams. I think that there's a good chance both will make the playoffs, but if they do, it'll be as a nine and seven or ten and six yeah. type of ball club. Yeah, and I think they're both teams next year could be two of the top dogs. You're looking at a Cleveland team who has a lot of young defensive players, so we don't know like how those guys are going to adjust over the years. But to expect some of those guys to make monumental leaps yeah. is tough. But that'll be a good – that could be – Baker versus Lamar could be fun to watch for the next decade or so. Oh, for sure. It's a young quarterback takeover. Mason Rudolph, too, from that class. Yeah. Uh, he was a cowboy from Oklahoma State. And, yeah. You know, he, he had a, actually a pretty decent game last – I mean, given it was against another – you know, it was yeah, against the Bengals. Against good old Cincinnati, who, like, A.J. Green yeah. has one of those mystery <laughs> injuries. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, Mason Rudolph's another guy. I mean, as far as, like, later talent goes, I think that 2016 was probably the better of the drafts. I mean, and then first-round talent, I think it's hard to argue with 2018. And then 20, 2017 was just kind of like... He's just kind of there, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it still had some good guys out of it, but I think it's hard to compare it. Yeah, I mean, the thing 2017 has going for it is Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah. Maybe ever. Deshaun Watson, talent-wise, is probably top 10, top 5. Well, there's no doubt that that was probably – I mean, the like you said, the jury's still out on 2018 – but so far, it's looking like the best pure like first round quarterback class. But as far as like the later picks go, it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like meh. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser, Davis Webb, <laughs> Josh Dobbs. I mean, yeah, most of these guys are on their second or third teams, and and then of course Mitch Trubisky kind of kind of contaminates that first round uh, just slightly because he was the first quarterback taken. But no, it's it's fun to look back, especially the last couple of years, because like. 
we can get a good look at 2016 because it's been long enough. Yeah. But I mean, 17 and 18, it's kind of like you really don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, there's a couple of quarterbacks who we have a good idea on, but for the most part, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah for the most part, you don't don't know. So let's look ahead at some of next week's some matchups. Matchups. Who you like, who you don't like, anything that's intriguing. Starting out Thursday night, Rams, Seahawks. Yeah. Both Rams. three and one. Uh, yeah. The Rams haven't looked as dominant this year as they have in the last yeah. couple of years. And Seattle's favored to win. So it's like, I mean, and they're home. So I'll give them the, the edge because they've kind of been the more consistent team as of late. Um, so I'll give them the win. I mean, is it possible? Could we finally have a decent Thursday night football game? I mean, I don't know. I thought last last Thursday was a good one. Yeah, last Thursday was all right, but like for the most part, like yeah. I mean, in previous years, Thursday night's definitely been rough, but I'd almost say this year Thursday night has been, with the exception of Week One, yeah, better than Monday night. It's been the Fox factor, man. I mean, you go from NFL Network to Fox, it's you know the matchups just kind of get better. Um, and then yeah, we got some more decent matchups next week. A little uh, in division play between the two and two Ravens at the Steelers. I think mm-hmm. I would be personally shocked if the Steelers won, but they are home, so you never really know. Yeah, Melvin um, Gordon returns. Yeah, I have him on my Denver. fantasy team, man. I w- I've been storing him. Yeah. I'm ready to unload him. Um, I wouldn't expect him to play very much, though. To be completely honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he'll do. And then uh, who do you got uh, winning the uh, 4-0 Patriots uh, at the 0-4 Redskins? That's that's bound to be a really good game there on CBS. Yikes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it, the better bet there would be, like, over under how many touchdowns are the Washington Redskins yeah. going to get. Yeah. And even if they set it at 1.5, I think I'd take the under. Do you put Dwayne Haskins in there? No. Absolutely not. I mean, you, you shouldn't you, have put him in last week. You talk week. about damaged goods with Josh Rosen. If the Redskins want to avoid another, like, ruining another young, <laughs> promising quarterback like they did with RG3, like, they would just keep him off the field for the rest of the year. Just be like, you know what? Just pretend like you're not even on the team. We're going to bring you in back in next year. You're the starter after we fire Gruden, after we do all this stuff. But there's no way that they should let Dan Schneider ruin this and another young quarterback <laughs> right down the toilet. They're going to try, though. Yeah, no, they're going to try their best to ruin him. I mean, hopefully he proves the stereotype of, you know, the whole, like, Urban Meyer college quarterback, you know, transition in the NFL because he has not had a great track record from his quarterbacks. Yeah, um, lots of college success, though. Yeah, no, lots of college success for sure, big numbers. And then, you know, you got the 3-1 and one Packers at the Cowboys, one of the rare times I'll root for uh Dallas to win um that's that's gonna be a big game it's oh for sure it's yeah that it's gonna be one of the most watched games oh yeah I think of the week um I don't know who wins that because both teams have major question marks you know Dallas coming off that kind of disappointing performance and in Green Bay all the talk about their defense then last week they kind of yeah like, which one of those units, I guess, bounces back better will go a long way to to saying who For wins sure. that game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with, I mean, even though I want the Cowboys to win, I think that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to beat them just because Aaron Rodgers has traditionally been the Cowboys. Like, Plus, 
just their their father. Plus, Aaron like, Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> just pure domination. The last like four times that they played, so I yeah. can't forget history when it comes to this. Yeah, I mean, and Rodgers is always a good quarterback. He's always, you yeah. know, traditionally he's just always one of the. Top I, think, I feel like he's three of all off. time. He's due, but it's it's prime time. Prime yeah. time. Aaron Rodgers almost always wins. For oh, no, for I, sure. I wish I had a stat right now in front of me on how often he wins in prime time, but it's it's. A ridiculous oh, amount yeah. of time. And he always puts up those big numbers, and when he loses, it's mostly due to like the rest of the team failing on. I him. mean, like, every time Aaron Rodgers loses, it's, yeah, the, kinda, it's the rest yeah. of the team. <laughs> um, and then Monday Night Football, you got your Brownies, uh, yeah, going Taking against the undefeated, undefeated Niners. The the realization of Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G is finally here, right? I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm buying into the yeah. 49ers. We'll see. I I think if the Browns' offense looks like it did Sunday. I think that's a loss for the 49ers. But I've seen one good game called by Freddie Kitchens. I've seen three (laughs) mediocre to bad games called by Freddie Kitchens. I'm going to wait and see. I'm also going to wait and see if Landry is coming back and what happens with the Odell Humphrey situation. I think there's still some possibilities, fines, suspension, you know, maybe one game or something. But yeah. So you're you're a big Browns fan. Yeah. Is it fair for me to say that this could be a make or break game as far as the rest of the season goes? Because this could put them over 500 or put them under 500, getting into that like meat of the season we we're talking yeah. about. Because um, I feel like this is kind of like the biggest game on their schedule. I think it's one of them, and I think I think it can I think it goes further to say who the Browns are rather than make or break. Because I think it's their division, the North, the and both North divisions, AFC and uh, NFC, are going to be more about what's your in, yeah, in division record look like. So I think they can afford to lose some of these games. The problem with this one is you almost have to win it because after this you're at home, but it's against Seattle. Then you go to Foxborough, and then you're at Mile High, and then it's against home back home, uh, November 10th against a very tough Bills defense. And so that's a tough five game stretch. You can't you can't lose four of those. You can't you know, you've gotta win multiple. So I think 49ers looks like a game you gotta go out and get. The Broncos and Bills probably have to be I think at be, at worst you can go three and two yeah. during that stretch. So I hate saying games early on in the season or make or break, but I think there's some there's some truth to it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely gonna be huge to see. Um because I feel like if it isn't a, so much a make or break, it'll be like legitimizing the hype or not. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like this will put them either above the curve, you know, like as yeah. far as the playoff race goes, or behind it. Like if they're going to be chasing for the rest of the year, because I just feel yeah. like two and three is kind of that awkward type of record where you're mm-hmm. going to have to be behind for you know the next two to three weeks, trying yeah. to put yourself back in a situation where you can contend. For sure. So, so check this out. If you're the Browns, let's say you go. Let's say you beat the Niners somehow. Lose to the Seahawks, lose to the Patriots, beat the Broncos, beat the Bills. You're sitting at five and four. Your next handful of games at home versus the Steelers, very winnable. So you're six and four at home versus the Dolphins. You need to win that. Oh, or you got Steelers so and Dolphins seven and four back to back in Pittsburgh. So then you're sitting at eight and four at home versus Cincinnati, nine and four at Arizona. Are you t- if you can win three out of your next five games, you could be ten and four, and then have a Christmas week showdown at home versus Baltimore, which you've beaten 
in Baltimore already, yeah. so you should be able to. You're sitting at 11 and four, and then back last game of the season at Cincinnati. That, that that's is a very if you can favorable win, second if you half. Can, if you can win three yeah. out of your next five games, the Browns could easily finish 12 and four just by taking yeah. care of the teams that they need to. Now it's football. So they're bound to lose at least one of those Steelers games, probably lay an egg against like the Bengals or the Cardinals yeah. for no reason. And then the like the last two weeks of the season, the Ravens could easily be in the same position. So that yeah. game could be a little bit more, you know, cut tooth and nail. But that's yeah. After you get rid of the Bills, I mean, from the Rams, you know, to the Bills, the Browns have had a tough schedule. But once you get past that. That's that's a lot of winnable games have too. That's where the hype comes yeah, in. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, honestly, I think that nobody in sports deserves a better team than like I think it's got to be a tie between Detroit fans and Cleveland. And I'm I'm happy that we kind of share that misery yeah. of like having that kind of like horribleness yeah throughout our history. No, but. I I definitely used to be more more sad about it. But then like LeBron and Kyrie in 2016 just erase like all of that. The way it went down is like yeah. you know on the you know the unanimous MVP Steph Curry the, the best regular season team in history down three one and then like LeBron and Kyrie just putting up 40 point game after 40 yeah. point game it was like, the block the Kyrie three over Curry Kevin Love somehow playing defense on Steph Curry which is still like Curry should have just destroyed Love right there and like you know like put yeah. put an end to that but. Yeah, after that, I, I, I ease up on the feeling bad for ourselves because we always have like that one. We we always have well, you more than than me because you got 2016, you know, Cavs. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we got Michigan sometimes, I guess. So I guess that counts. Yeah, a little bit. That was a 1999 <laughs> shared title and half a Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady was there for like five years. Well, yeah, so, like, it's just like. And it he's was ninety seven. He's not from Michigan. He he went to the University of Michigan. It wasn't until like two years ago he started acknowledging the university again. Yeah, he was So um, like we we did some uh some bad stuff that made the goat mad. We benched him and you know, kind of treated him bad, but he's one of our still. 2020. So, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. But um yeah, and then how about this? Just real quick, uh, Bear Star Khalil Mack wants to make the Raiders, and I quote, "pay for trading him." <laughs> um, that was in that was on NBC News. Uh, that has got to be just a terrifying thing to hear if you're John Gruden. If I'm Derek Carr, I have mono this week. <laughs> like, I don't want any of that smoke. Yeah. Like none. Like the only the only thing that the <laughs> Raiders and John Gruden and all those guys could do is I expect Josh Jacobs to live in the backfield on passing yeah. downs. Like three, four, five, six tight end sets. Like get as many of those guys up there as you can. Because the get the like Wisconsin Khalil, hippo formation going on. Yeah, Khalil Mack is the absolute <laughs> last person who needs like a reason to play hard. Yeah, like a motivation. Yeah, just, like I because you saw it against like Green man. Bay in the first game of last season where he was like super motivated to yeah. I think come out and put on a performance and he did and he he was like the team. Time he did, yeah. Yeah. So I I mean if you've got the Bears Jeez, defense man. and fantasy, you're gonna have a really good week. Oh yeah. If you're Josh Jacobs, you know, Waller, Derek Carr, 
the backup quarterback for the Raiders, who's probably going to have yeah. to make an appearance. Uh, John Gruden. I mean, if you're associated with the Raiders at all, that's it's going to be a bad week for you. It's been an overall just bad year for the Raiders. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. I think that's it for us this week on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Tune in next week.